the World Wrestling Federation, for over 50 years. Symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. January is almost over already, a brand new year here, and we're going to be talking tonight uh, here on Wrestling Review Central about NXT TakeOver San Antonio, and uh, also run over a few other things like our Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble match predictions. I am here uh, with Jesse and Stefan again, Uh, so I'm not flying solo this time like I did for Wrestle Kingdom 11, and so uh, it's good to have you guys back. Hey, and for those of you watching on my YouTube channel, hello everyone. Uh, I'm formerly the Epic Gamer, just changed my YouTube channel name to Jesse Gocher now, I'm trying to go more to a, a general standpoint. So I found like the Epic Gamer was just games, so I couldn't do wrestling reviews, I couldn't do anything, so it was just the Epic Gamer. But now, for those of you watching on uh, the Jesse Gocher YouTube channel, I welcome you all. So let's uh, get things started, guys. Alright, alright. So, uh, last time the three of us did a podcast together, we promised you guys a story about uh, attending a live Talk is Jericho podcast recording uh, with uh, Jericho and Kevin Owens. I don't know if it's probably gone up by now, I would think, on Jericho's uh, think po- so. podcast one. I would but, assume. But if it hasn't, uh, it, it will be up eventually. But uh, we, we mentioned last time we got... Uh, we ended up sitting next to a special guest at the podcast, which was quite surprising. And... Uh, Let's have Jesse tell that part of the story, because uh, him and Jesse had quite the conversation. So we were sitting there, just just the three of us kind of sitting there, and the security guard came up to us. He's like, is anyone sitting next to you? Because there was two empty seats. Uh, so at that point, I just said no. And then he said, thank you. And then he left. And I was like, that was really weird. Um, and then out came this tall, older gentleman and one of his friends. So they just sat there, and they were speaking French. So I was understanding what they were saying. They're obviously from Quebec. Um, and so he turns around to me and he starts talking. We were speaking English, asked me where I was from, you know, who, which wrestlers I liked, and obviously I said Kevin Owens because wearing a Kevin Owens shirt. And he talk, asked me about the shirt. He's like, "Oh, that's the new one, eh?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Did you get it last night at NXT?" I was like, "Yeah." Were you there? He's like, "No, I couldn't make it last night." I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." So anyway, so the show starts. You know, everyone's applauding. There was like this AJ Styles guy that was cosplaying <laughs> this fat guy cosplaying as AJ Styles because AJ Styles was supposed to be the the original guest. Uh, but he cancelled and Kevin Owens replaced him, which I'm okay with because I like Kevin Owens too. So, um, And then, anyway, so in like about the halfway mark of the show, Kevin Owens says that he was talking about like his parents being supportive of him wrestling when he was younger. And he's like, actually, my dad's in the audience. And he pointed at me. And I was really, I was like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> and then I turned and I'm like, Oh, the guy next to me! <laughs> so yeah, he was actually pointing at his dad. So we sat next to his dad, which was really cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just had like a normal conversation with this 
this person's an actual human being because you see them on TV like like as these figures of these characters really but when then when you finally like meet their like his, his dad like he's you know he's a normal person and that's really when it like clicked in and it, I don't know, it was just really cool it was like a mind opening thing and it was just really awesome to sit next to Kevin Owens dad shook his hand so yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty neat moment there, and the, the whole podcast was great. Uh, that AJ Styles guy uh, claimed AJ was the real <laughs> champ, and so Kevin Owens brought him on stage and uh, proceeded, he, roasted him. he roasted him. It was it was the best promo ever. Yeah, he just destroyed <laughs> him. It was so great. Uh, it was so so funny. Uh, I and I don't get me wrong. I love AJ Styles and I love yeah. Kevin Owens. So, so it's not about who's the better champion, but. Uh, that that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and uh, the whole podcast was a really great experience. Yeah. Uh, did you? What do you think, Stefan? Oh, I liked the, a lot of the insight on Kevin Owens' like early career before he made it big in the Indies, even like the yeah. really early chaining with the uh, Jacques Rougeau and uh, <laughs> the Mountie, the Mountie, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, all all that talk about him doing the four fifty splash and always winning because of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, Jacques Rougeau never saw a four fifty splash before, and this is you know early. Early 2000s, yeah. so the WCW Cruiserweight division really put that kind of style on national display already. Uh, so it was not, it, it, it wasn't something you should be unaware of if you're in wrestling, at yeah. least as a fan. And, uh, and Kevin said, yeah, apparently he never saw it before and thought it was great, so he put me over in every match because... <laughs> <laughs> that was his finish. Because <laughs> so, that was his finish. So we now know that the pop-up powerbomb and the... The pile driver, forget the name. Oh my god, uh, package, package, package pile driver, package yeah. pile driver it was on his first finisher. It was a 450 splash. Hmm. Yep. And then I believe shortly after that, an audience member asked when he was the last time he did a 450 splash was, or Jericho. It was either an audience member or Jericho asked him that, and he he said, "What did he say?" I can't remember what he said. It's in the podcast. Yes, yeah. uh, we're gonna give we're gonna give a plug for Talk is Jericho. It is a great podcast in oh, general. Yeah. yeah, not just for uh, interviews with guys like Kevin Owens, but you should go listen to them. They're fantastic, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And and then we got to meet Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens afterwards. Yeah. Which, and they are two of the coolest guys you could ever meet. Absolutely. Uh, they are. They were so nice. Uh, and yeah, it was just really really neat. The promoter too of that event from Arkham Moments. He was nice too. Yeah, he was a really nice guy too. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's what it reminded me. Uh, I uh, yeah. I, I, I had the the uh, sense to bring a silver marker to it. Uh, to and it. a gold one too, right? A uh, silver and a gold yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, because I realized they probably just have a standard black marker when signing autographs, and some people would want their belt signed or whatever. Or t-shirts or anything. Or, or t-shirts, yeah. right? I was thinking my own t-shirt, but I that I messed that up. I forgot to bring the t-shirt with me. So uh, I ended up buying a picture and get that, getting that signed. But um, I, I brought the silver marker with me, and they were asking, does anyone have a silver marker? And so I gave it, and Chris Jericho used that for the rest of the time signing autographs, and I'm, I have no idea where it is now, somewhere in Toronto or with Chris Jericho. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I got to supply a marker to them. So, hey, I, I guess I'm a handy guy to have around. There you go. You're a Chris Jericho supplier. We'll leave it at that. So, so for martyrs. <laughs> so tonight, why we're here is NXT Takeover San Antonio. So the pre-show is going on right now as we're doing this. We're kind of doing our own pre-show because we're better than them. We'll, we'll go with that. Um, so we're gonna have a rundown of the match card tonight. We're gonna take a look at uh, who's wrestling. 
We're going to take a look who we think is going to win, have our predictions, and once again do that game where we predict if uh, the winner, clean or dirty finish, and how the finish happens. So that could be disqualification, countout, pinfall, or submission. And we got the, the pre-show on in the background here and just saw Shinsuke Nakamura arrive and that man has more charisma than anyone and he's just walking. <laughs> he's just walking. His music was probably playing in the background, but he's walking. <laughs> uh, Alright, so shall we just dive in and yeah, give our thoughts and let's predictions? Go. Let's go for it. So the first match is the match that I am looking forward to the most. Um, has so much build up. Two very over guys. We have Roderick Strong against Adrande Almas. <laughs> if Roderick Strong doesn't win, I'm. I mean, I don't know. I'm I, quitting. I'm just gonna stop watching the pay per view. I, I, I sense some sarcasm there, Jesse. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Roderick Strong, Andrade, AC, and Almas should be a good match. Uh, I mean, they are both very good wrestlers, yeah, but, uh, but uh, Almas's character sucks. Yeah. Uh, I don't I, get it. Ever since he lost the mask and he's no longer La Sombra, it's something just isn't clicking. His gimmick is basically he was La Sombra and now he's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he reminds me of um, uh, Jesus Aguilera uh, from years and years ago because he's when he was coming out with the the suspenders and that. I don't think he comes out with the suspenders anymore, but uh, yeah, he, he it's just not working like that. And he's he's a great wrestler, and it's a shame that he's not catching on that way. But he may look like Gregory Helms and the Hurricane. Like after he was the Hurricane, like in his late late career. Like, after he lost that whole gimmick of being the Hurricane, he was just Gregory Helms. So, you know, this bad guy, I guess that's what he was. That It just wasn't the same. It's like Kane and Corporate Kane, you know, just things like that. But Kane's a different story. Kane can basically make anything work because he's so experienced. But someone like, uh, like Almas, like, he's sure he's got experience, but for for the American NXT or WWE style, I guess you could say, it's just, I don't, I don't think it's working for him. And what's frustrating, too, is that he he was so much better with the mask on. Why take his mask off? Yeah. Why do they want to take his mask off? That didn't make any sense to me at all. Because there, to my knowledge, there's no masked wrestlers in NXT right now. I don't think there are. I can't think of any. Like, maybe, like, a random jobber every now and then that'll appear on the show, but... Yeah, I can't yeah. think of any off yeah. the top of the, my head. The last one I can think of was uh, Kalisto and Sin Cara. Yeah. They're both moved up now. So... Roderick Strong versus Andrade Cien Almas. What are your guys' predictions? Step on. Roderick's going to go over clean by pinfall. Pinfall. Yeah. Uh, I see Roderick winning as well uh, with a awesome backbreaker variation uh, and pinfall. Pinfall. I'm going to have to go. You know what? I'm going to be the odd one out here. Uh, Almas going to win dirty by pinfall. All right. All right. It's, I'm expecting a good match out of these two. Rod, yeah. Roddy's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Rod, Roderick Strong. If you've never seen him really work before, because uh, not every listener does, uh, or not everyone out there has, uh, his work in Ring of Honor was unbelievable. Uh, just a phenomenal wrestler. So yeah. uh, I'm really excited to see him move up the card and maybe someday have a great match with Bobby Roode or something. Yeah, like yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I want to talk about before we move on to the next match. What is up with Chris Hero's name? I cannot stand his name. I, I don't know why they went with Cassie Zono. Uh, it is a horrible name, if you ask me. Uh, maybe maybe they have something long-term with a KO again. Uh, yeah, perhaps. Oh. oh, there we go. We got some, some we, interference here. Uh, the phone is ringing. The phone is ringing. Um, um, the, the worst part, like, 
Cassius Ono is basically it sounds, sounds like No Way Jose. Like they they sound like they would be a tag team. And when you look at the guy, like he's not sure he might have like a little bit of a goofier side to him, but his character isn't based on being like a fun character like No Way Jose. So that's why I'm just a little confused. I agree. Uh, I mean, and plus, there's more name value now in Chris Hero. Yeah. Uh, He's very well known as Chris Hero, at least among the hardcore wrestling fans, which, let's be honest, that's who NXT appeals to the most anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And it's not like if Chris Hero is a bad name. No, it's an awesome name. Yeah, it's an awesome name. (laughs) It's fantastic Going from Chris Hero to Cassius Cassius Ono, or whatever you want to call him, it's... It's kind of oh, silly. No. It, 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 oh no! Where, where they've let guys tend to keep their names, like AJ Styles. Uh, well, AJ Styles recently. Well, that's because he's really well known as AJ yeah. Styles. But Samoa Joe, and didn't have to change his name, uh, and they they own their their names. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why they want to franchise it that way because so they can own the name. Yeah. But the problem I have with that is he's better known by a different name. Yeah. Um, and I think he'd be more marketable uh, as Chris Hero. Cassius Ono just sounds like a fake name. It does, I, not, yeah. not, not, that, not that Chris Hero sounds real either, but it just yeah. sounds better. Mm-hmm. That's like having John Cena leave the WWE, go to TNA, and they name him something else. Brother, brother John of Boston. <laughs> <laughs> the Boston Brawler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so moving on up in the match card, we have Ty Dillinger 10 versus Eric Young. Okay, just, I know this is in the Royal Rumble prediction. If Ty Dillinger does not come out at number 10 tomorrow night, <laughs> do you know how upset I am going to be? He, if they make him come out at number 11, I will be even more upset. They ha- If he comes out at 10, can you imagine the pop that's going to get? That is going to be it, insane. It'd be so perfect. It would. There's uh, like... Oh, because he deserves it, too. Like, it's not like if he's just, like, some random guy in NXT that got over because of a chant. Like, he's over because, obviously, the chant, but he's also a good worker. Very, very solid. And, yeah. And the truth is, too, he, bringing him up, he's never going to be a main eventer or anything like that. Yeah. But he's going to be that solid guy you can put a new guy in the ring with, and he'll have a great match. Yeah. It's exactly what he's doing in NXT. Uh, I mean, right now, the story is, I, have I done everything I can do in NXT? Yeah, that's kind of the storyline yeah. they're going with, uh, because he can't seem to make any progress there, and it's ironic that it almost seems like a demotion to move to the main, main roster. That's what the storyline is playing yeah. like, but it, he's saying, well, you know, if this is it for me, I'm going to leave NXT, and uh, he was talking about that leading into the Bobby Roode uh, feud. Um, and so the natural direction, there's two really two ways. He can win and finally get a push in NXT, or... He could lose and then go up to the main roster. And if he's going up to the main roster, he should enter in at number 10. He should, yeah. So, Ty, Lil, Ty Dillager, let me try that one again, versus Eric Young. What are your guys' thoughts and who do you think is going to win? Eric Young's going to win dirty by pinfall. That's that's where I'm going to. Things will be a night for the heels tonight. Uh, I can't see... I can't see Ty Dillinger winning... Uh, and plus, just because I think it's so, so perfect to put him in the Royal Rumble, let's go. I'm going with Eric Young as well. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a, a dirty finish or not. Uh, I I mean, Bobby Roode beat, beat him clean. That's Well, with Sanity, inter- let's say Sanity does something. Yeah, does that, something. That, that's that's my heel, or dirty win. Yeah, Sanity I mean, interferes, and it's... So it's not a clean finish. Yeah, yeah. so it's not a clean finish. 
so we got that one out of the way. So we're, we're basically set. Eric Young is going to win, and it's it's not going to be clean. That's that's what we're going out with this one. Yeah, that's pretty much um, Now our next matchup, uh, which is something that I'm kind of intrigued. I'm 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 excited for it. We got we have Asuka versus Peyton Royce versus Billy Kay versus Nikki Cross for the women's championship. Um, I don't think someone in this match deserves to beat Asuka but I'm excited for it. Like, I don't know. It For me, it just, unless someone else gets pinned, let's say Asuka doesn't get pinned, uh, we'll just say, like, Peyton Royce pins her tag team partner, Billy Kay, or whatever, um, and then they go in a feud and Asuka moves up to the main roster, something like that, I would be okay with, but Asuka should not be pinned. Not, not, 100% should not be pinned in this match. I'm pretty much on the exact same boat. I don't think Asuka should be pinned at all. Uh, if they do move the belt on... And she gets a rematch and all that. Like, I don't know what what, what they do with it really. If she yeah, felt like I don't know where they go. Their, their women's division isn't solid like it was before, where they could okay, yeah, we'll make uh, Charlotte lose and Sasha will have the belt or Bailey will have the belt or yeah, they don't, Nia they don't have like five top women anymore. They have yeah, basically one. They have Oscar, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay are getting up there. They're getting better. I mean, and, Nikki uh, Cross just they started. do have Ember Moon as well. Yeah, Ember Moon is probably the next challenger. I, I would think uh, after Asuka, she's probably... Well, if Asuka loses this match to yeah. someone, because of... I, I, I'm sure she's not getting pinned no. in this match or submitted. Uh, if, if she loses, it's because someone else got beat. Uh, but I would expect after that, uh, Ember Moon would be the next one with the title. Yeah, um, That just makes sense. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't make sense to take the belt off of her. The, right now, yeah. the women's division in NXT is very weak. Compared mm-hmm. to where it was, uh, bringing up Bailey, especially once they brought Bailey up, it, it NXT almost felt like it lost its soul when, yeah. when Bailey came up. Oh yeah, uh, because it's not, it's just not the same as it as it was. It's not that the program has been terrible. No, it's just they haven't had that star that connects with the audience the same way, and uh, they're still looking for that. And it's going to take a little time. Yeah, uh, I mean, they still got a lot of talented people there. But with Chris Hero coming back and that, it should be good. Yep. But uh, So my, my prediction for this match, though. I am going to predict Nikki Cross wins hmm. uh, by beating either Peyton Royce or Billy Kay. Because uh, I think I think Sanity's in line for a big push. So. Yeah. Yeah, the tag belts have the major belt on uh, on Eric Young, have the tag belts. I forget the name of the guy. The Alexander Wolf and um, the, the new guy that uh, just started. Big, big Gamo. Yeah, Big Gamo. Uh, whatever they changed. He changed his name to something else, but that's, yeah. that's who he is. Yeah. yeah. And he did the, uh, or, oh God, I can't think of the name of his move, but he basically did Kenny Omega's finisher. And oh, people, the one-way one one dangle? Yeah. I didn't know freaking, that. Yeah, on, I missed on NXT. Actually, he tweeted it. Uh, he tweeted out, he's like, you do a move for, for nine years and people start freaking out about it now or, or something like that. I'll that's, find it to, to confirm. But That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay, so you're saying is it going to be clean? Do you think? Uh, well, I think for a fatal four way, it's hard to say. Like, re- relatively, it's clean, no DQ say. basically. Yeah, let's say relatively clean. I don't, I don't see much interference from Sanity in this one. Yeah, no, because it's women. Because, like, because you can't slap a girl in WWE programming. <laughs> well, and well, NXT does a really great job too of delivering uh, conclusive finishes on yeah. their big shows. Like very rarely do they have uh, you know a screw job finish. So. Uh, I expect that. Yeah. Uh, Stefan? Sure. Are we still on the Fatal 4-Way? Yeah. yeah. Who do you think is going to win? I think that uh, Asuka is going to retain. She's going to pin Billy Kay. 
and it's going to be clean. Okay. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I think Asuka's going to win by submission. Not sure against who. I'm going to probably say Peyton Royce. Uh, the reason why I think this is because if Asuka does lose to one of these uh, three other women, um, which Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, honestly, on paper, could not beat Asuka. Um, Nikki Cross, we haven't seen much, just did like a drop kick a couple of times, like the back of someone's head. Uh, so we haven't really seen much from her. So if they do win, that means Asuka has a rematch. Asuka has a one-on-one -on -one rematch, and if that does happen, there's no way in hell Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, or Nikki Cross is beating Asuka clean. Unless a real screw job finish. Yeah. 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 So that's uh, my, my guess on that one. All right. So next up we have uh, DIY versus the Authors of Pain for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And, uh, well, uh, this one, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just going to outright say, I think the Authors of Pain are going to win. Uh, I, I think they are really big on those guys because they're big. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're very green still, but uh, I, I think they will go over. However... Uh, maybe they want a few DIY with Sanity later, and so maybe DIY will still somehow manage to win, but after the winning of the Tag Team Classic, I think they have big plans for the Authors of Pain, mm -hmm. and uh, I can't see them losing this match. I, I agree. I think the Authors of Pain, like uh, after they won the Tag Tournament, I think they're in line for quite a big push. I... I think it's all they're just playing us <laughs> with um with the authors of pain right now. It, it really looks like a big David versus Goliath situation. I really think DIY's got this one by by pinfall. Uh, the the authors of pain are getting a push, um, but I don't know. They they're too green. I think for that's that's kind of the thing I have with Nikki Cross right now winning. Like they're too green. They just started their not the greatest wrestlers, but then again that doesn't change anything. Like a lot of the Worst, not worst wrestlers, but you know, like if you have someone going against Shawn Michaels and the other guy wins, Shawn Michaels is obviously a better wrestler than the other guy. So it doesn't really make you win if you're a good wrestler in the WWE, I guess we can say. But I don't know, I still think DIY's got this. I, I expect DIY will give the Authors of Pain the best match they've ever had. They will, because Gargano, Gargano and Ciampa are amazing. Oh, yeah, they're going to carry them. They are so unbelievable. And actually, getting the Authors of Pain to work with guys like yeah, Gargano and experience. Ciampa is what will help them develop as into a good worker. Yeah. It's like, well, when you look back at uh, John Cena when he started, he, well, even for his first few years, he was not a good worker. <laughs> he was pretty horrible, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, he just had tons and tons of charisma. But they kept putting him with guys like Shawn Michaels, uh, Kurt, Angle. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle played a huge role. He feuded with him uh, almost two years, really, yeah. off and on. Uh, Big and, Show as well. Uh, yeah, even Big Show. Uh, a lot of people are hard on Big Show, but he's such a veteran. He, he knows exactly what to do. It, his matches are all very basic, but there's nothing uh, wrong with them in terms of how solid. Like, they're just solid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a perfectly he's a guy to teach he's, young guys how to work yeah and he's a consistent worker too like a his matches yeah work. yeah like out of five if you had to like go into really like detailed ratings his matches are probably all 2.75 they're all good they're all okay yeah they're all average and, and i mean uh, according to the the Meltzer scale uh most matches all matches start at two stars which is your average match 
and then you go up or down from there, uh, depending on the match. Yeah. And uh, you know, Big Show pretty much delivers that exactly what you said. Yeah. That two point two 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 and a half to two two point seven five. Yeah. Uh, every single time, uh, he's consistent. And he, that's the kind of worker you want on your roster. Even if they don't produce the greatest of matches, they're consistent. It's like Orton. That's how I feel about Orton as well. Orton oh, has man. better matches than Big Show. A lot. But <laughs> I would say, I would say his are consistently three point five to four. Yeah, yeah, he, he usually yeah. can put on a good match if they give him time. Like his match with Luke Harper on SmackDown, that was great. It was good, but they didn't have enough time. If, if they had about another five minutes, I think yeah. that would have been an easily four star match. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. A really good match for what it was. Kind of ended abruptly, though. Yeah. Uh, but, man, Orton is... He's something else. He, yeah. he, he's one of those guys. Just a special worker. Uh, he gets a special treatment. <clears throat> but, uh... <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> With the, uh... <laughs> the, the suspensions. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's fine. But, but he is... He is a phenomenal wrestler, and yeah. when you watch him work, he's so smooth in the ring. Yeah, he just knows what to do. Uh, they're very, and I think a lot of people give him a hard time because he was basically trained by the WWE. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but he knows what he's doing. Uh, but they're always going to give people a hard time. Orton <clears throat> Reigns was basically trained by the WWE. Cena as well, pretty for, for the most part, pretty much, yeah, by OVW and he, stuff he, like that. Batista a, too. Yeah, and uh, Cena had a few, a little while on the Indies, but yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing too major, no, nothing like Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or AJ Styles or anything right. like that. But, um, anyways, shall we move on to our main event of the evening? Yes, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bobby Roode. This one really, like, I am split fifty fifty, because like they can make Bobby Roode win and Shinsuke debut in the Rumble, or they could. You know, keep the belt on Shinsuke and just have fun. I don't see Bobby Roode losing. That's the thing, and I don't want to see Shinsuke lose. Yeah, we're in a. It's a strange position because I really like both guys. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I don't know if I. Well, I have I have told the story on the the blog on uh, wrestlingreviewcentral.wordpress.com on how uh, when I first started following New Japan Pro Wrestling, it was not the the, the I was following the G1 Climax tournament, uh, not this past one, but the one before, I believe. Uh, and I watched matches here and there in New Japan, but never really followed it. Um, but by the end of that tournament, I was cheering for Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, and I and I mean actually cheering, not not just a you know oh this guy's really good so I like him. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about like a childhood hero cheering cheering for Bret Hart. Yeah, where I uh, like I want Shinsuke to win every match he's in. Uh, I don't want him to ever see him lose. Uh, that's. That and another character like that is comparable as Bailey. Yeah, I never want to see Bailey lose because I just believe in the character. Yeah, uh, and I want to cheer them on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so I and then there's the dilemma there too. Uh, I love I love Bobby Roode, not the same way, but so in this match, of course, I'm going to be cheering for Shinsuke. But um, I'll, I'll just give my prediction. I actually think Bobby Roode's going to win. Uh, if he doesn't. Uh, I expect to see a rematch around WrestleMania with the the takeover there, um, yeah. takeover um, Orlando. Yes, and uh, and I would expect Bobby to win it then. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Bobby's going to win. Hmm. Yeah, I think Bobby's going to win, and he's going to win clean. Actually, that's my prediction yeah. for that match. If he wins, he has to win clean. Like I, I don't know, I I can't see him. Or no, he, he his character is kind of 
Oh, that's a tough one. I, I also think Bobby Roode's going to win. Um, I think he's going to win clean, and it's going to be by pinfall, just for the reason that you know he can't win by submit by uh, by count out or disqualification, and also he doesn't have a submission finisher, and I don't see Shinsuke tapping out. And so. the the truth is, I've never seen an NXT championship match end with a non clean finish, as, yeah. far, as far as I know. Uh, they really do a good job protecting the championship like that way. Yeah. To make so the and their heels, uh, the heels on um, NXT, they cheat when they have to. But generally speaking, they can win matches without cheating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that and that's actually how it should be. That's what Ric Flair was, uh, way back in the day. Uh, Ric Flair would come out, and he would cheat as a last resort. Which is what made him such a great heel. Because you believe he can beat anybody, and then suddenly someone has him on the ropes, and then he cheats. Yeah. And it creates more heat. If you just cheat all the time, it doesn't create as much heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pulls a Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> you just accuse Floyd Mayweather of cheating? <laughs> Not exactly cheating, just fighting dirty. Okay, yeah, well. Maybe his last few fights. Oh, Floyd Mayweather. If they, no, on the side note, if somehow that fight between him and Conor McGregor happens, it's going to be an absolute freak show fight. Oh, Conor's going to get whooped if it's uh, a boxing match. If it's a boxing match, he's going to get killed. If it's a you know inside the octagon, he has a chance. If but. it's a, if it was an MMA fight, uh, Conor wins. But either way, it's still going to be a freak show fight. But that's going to make a crap ton of money for oh, whoever promotes yeah. it. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, the thing is too is like they're asking for for a lot of money, and Conor McGregor's asking for more than he's worth. Well, he is, he is he is worth quite a bit, but um, like asking for like a hundred million when your net worth is two point five million, I find that's a little excessive. Although, given pay per view buy wise, oh, he's a huge draw. I, I, I mean, but, he's a massive draw. Like he, yeah. he's the biggest draw in UFC uh, outside of Ronda, who might not be much of a draw after that last fight. Yeah. Um, oh well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Ronda will probably still draw because she's Ronda. Might draw uh, for WWE. Yeah, that's. I wish. I I hope. I that'd be awesome. Uh, I man, that'd be awesome. Uh, And plus, she's a good talker, so that would really help. Yeah, and I mean, she she has connections. You know, she loves the WWE, and the I don't know what's going on at the gate. So let's just go. um, Right now on the television, there are animated versions of wrestlers screaming at that new mobile game. I think. Oh, WWE. I don't think Ric Flair ever looked that rip in his life. (laughs) <laughs> it's like WWE All-Stars Mobile. WWE All-Stars was a good game. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, so it's like a uh, bejeweled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's weird. That could be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. I feel like I, I would get addicted I, to that. It's like I, the next Pokemon Go. I think, I think I'm going to download that and give it a try. Yeah, so yeah. I'll have a review up of that that game later on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, screw, screw NXT. Yeah, Let's screw just play NXT. this game. We'll just play this over and over. <laughs> All right. So we we gone through the card. So that's our NXT predictions. Uh, tomorrow night we'll we'll have our results for that, I guess. Um, now, something else uh, that we wanted to talk about. We'll get to the Royal Rumble. Our thoughts on the Royal Rumble very shortly. Uh, but we'll actually start out. We'll finish the show with that. So we have two o five live. Um, so we're just gonna give our basically our thoughts on that. I, I think it's a good concept, you know, putting the cruiserweights having their own show to develop characters because that's what they're really missing right now is, is a character to to buy in. Because if you look, 
Neville is probably one of the best parts of the show. Cedric Alexander is probably <laughs> one of the best parts of the show. And then Jack Gallagher is probably like the best part of the show. I love Jack Gallagher. Um, ne- Neville and Gallagher are two of the best parts of any show right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because they have that time and they, they can develop their character. And if you look at everyone else, you don't you know they're wrestlers, you know they're good wrestlers, but you don't know who they are. And I think that's what they're that's really what they're missing. Uh, that in an audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you look at the you just watch it and the crowd is dead. First because there's only a few people there. Most people leave after smack after the smackdown taping. Yeah. Uh, if you see pictures of the audience afterwards, they do a good job with the camera work making it look like it's full, but it's not. Uh, it, there's a lot of people gone. Um, and the crowd doesn't know who most of the guys are, uh, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, but that—that's—that's that's a criticism against the the main roster highlighting these guys on Raw. Yeah. They're not doing a very good job of highlighting them. Uh, mm-hmm. Of inter- like th- those uh, packages they're doing on Two Hundred Five Live for um, uh, all these guys that are like Tajiri or. Um, well, what's uh, Mustafa Ali had one uh, recently? Yeah, Mustafa Ali and all that. I, th- I think they did actually end up showing one on Raw. That's yes. that's that's a positive direction. Yeah, uh, they did it for Mustafa Ali. They need to do that more every week. Highlight a different cruiserweight. Do it tw- maybe twice, like twice a show, and just introduce us to them. Give us a reason to like them or hate them. Uh, and ne- but now Neville comes out and he's cutting these awesome promos. You know, it just ripping into people and uh, you know he's he's been really great I'm not sure how he's a heel he's saying hey you you neglected me and I wasn't pushed well yeah that's true that actually makes you a baby face but hey let's that's that's, 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 a, that's a whole other story WWE, yeah. WWE has no idea how to book baby faces and heels right now because all their heels are baby faces and all their baby faces are heels uh, for the most part uh, basically well, okay Roman Reigns is probably the best face that they have right now because he interrupted Rusev and Lana's wedding celebration. He attacks people from behind and everyone boos him and he kind of, he doesn't whine about it, but on Twitter he whines about it. (laughs) Yep, yeah. So all the baby faces are whining. I mean, look at Rusev. Rusev is the biggest baby face. Rusev is the biggest baby face on the it's roster. True. I feel bad for Rusev sometimes. Well, the whole idea of the wedding, he's out there celebrating his wedding. And someone interrupts him. And so, so, someone and interrupts him. this thug from Brooklyn shows up in, in the hotel room that he's at and tries to sleep with his wife. So he beats him up. And that makes sense. That makes he's sense. He's defending the honor of his wife. How is this guy a bad guy? Because he's from Russia, I guess. <laughs> That's basically it. Actually Bulgaria, but yeah. you know, that, that's what they want us to believe. Like, how is a guy who's defending his family, and yeah, like when, when Enzo was walking around backstage naked, and he walks up to Lana, and he's like, hey, how you doing? And then Rusev walks up and goes, why are you talking to my wife naked? <laughs> it's a very valid question. Listen, you don't do that to the Bulgarian George Clooney. That's, that's right. <laughs> So, uh, Rusev is the biggest babyface right now. He's a guy who fights for his family. He's fighting to defend his honor. Uh, and actually, that's another thing. When he was uh, highlighting his family, say, look at my family. Mama Rusev? Mama, Mama Rusev <laughs> and the dog. The dog! <laughs> and, you know, Roman comes out and insults his family for no reason. And what, this is where it comes down to. 
There's only one guy in wrestling who can act like a heel and be a babyface, and that is The Rock. He's the only one who can insult someone like a heel and get cheered as a babyface, and they're yeah. trying to make all their babyfaces like that. And, uh, and he's related to The Rock, so... But but that it's not just Roman, it's all of them. I mean, yeah. like, like The New Day, uh, recently with that, that segment with Titus O'Neil when they had him run... It was a horrible segment, but uh, running around with that keg... Yeah, uh, and they had him do a redo, and then they just made fun of him. It's like I feel felt, felt bad for Titus. These are the these are the schoolyard bullies. Yeah, bullying Titus. Yeah, and and I love the New Day. They're great, but they were heels in that segment. They were, uh, and it just anyways. To be well, fair, New Day still cheats to win, etc. Too. Yeah, that actually really bothers me. <laughs> that baby faces should not cheat to win. Yeah, uh, ever. Uh, and and cheating then, is bad. And then and then the announcers say, "Well, you can't blame them." <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually he, uh, Jesse and Stefan can see. I just put my hands to my head like in rage. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> it was a face bomb. He just he face bombed. We'll go with that. Uh, it, like you can blame them. You're not supposed to cheat if you're a good guy. Yeah. It, it's so simple. And you compare that to even our local product here, IHW. Yeah. The baby faces don't cheat. The heels. The cheat. heels cheat for the most part. Like you, you have that like one destructive heel, but destructive heels usually don't cheat. Like Brody Steele doesn't cheat, right? But he's a destructive heel. That's what he is. He's a big monster, right? Well, he doesn't need to, right? Yeah, that's like, the thing. He cheats only when he's going to lose. That's right. And it, it's perfect old school booking. When I when I go to those shows. I get emotionally invested in the characters because they have real bad guys and real good guys, and they're usually chasing a title that matters. It's very simple booking. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, actually, same thing in NXT. They do very similar stuff in NXT. Because yeah. uh, they keep it simple. Uh, yeah, and it works. It's worked historically, and I don't know why on the main roster they don't book that way, but I, don't get me wrong, Vince, Vince McMahon probably gets more things right than he gets wrong. It's just really frustrating that yeah. there's a reason why your baby faces aren't as over as they should be, and your heels get cheered more. That's right. Uh, I mean, Chris Jericho is probably the most over guy in Raw right now. Yep, I would I would say that Chris Jericho, yeah. That's it's because he's awesome. But he's over as a baby face. <laughs> that's the that's the problem exactly. exactly. There, he, he gets yeah. cheered. I mean, the list is the most over thing on Raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the list is one of the most over entity on Raw. Ember, oh, sorry, we're seeing Ember Moon on the Takeover pre-show. I wouldn't be invested in her as much if she didn't have those contacts. I was just gonna say the contacts are creepy. Yeah, holy cow! Because it's like the Blood Moon or whatever. Yeah, so it makes sense. Um, anyways, uh, we should be uh, talking a little bit about the Royal Rumble now. Um, I don't think I've been excited for Royal Rumble as much as I have. Like, for this one. Like, the past few years, the Rumbles have been kind of... And last year was good, um, but, the like, for, for almost three or four years in a They've row... Been very predictable. The last very like predictable. And you, or, you, or bad. It's just bad. I mean, well, the one where Roman won... I don't. Ha I had no problem with Roman winning yeah. that time, because uh, I knew that's what the plan was, Roman versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That, that was great. I mean, the match was awesome, too, Roman Lesnar. Yeah. But the Rumble was so poorly booked. And, I mean, why put Daniel Bryan in there? If he wasn't going to win, yeah, because he's the most he at that time he was the most over guy. Actually, he's probably still the most yeah. over guy. But the thing is, though, is when Daniel Bryan didn't come out as number thirty, excuse me, and Rey Mysterio did, they booed oh, Rey that, Mysterio. Oh, that was the year before. Yeah, the yeah, year it was before. when Batista won. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, oh, like, like how, how could you get Rey Mysterio booed? Yeah, like it's Rey Mysterio, and returning from a long hiatus of that. Rey Mysterio is one of the best baby faces of all time, which it takes an extraordinary amount of horrible booking to get Rey Mysterio booed. Yeah. Um, the thing, too, is like the past few Rumbles as well, we've had Sheamus win, we had Del Rio win, stuff like that. Sheamus, I wasn't as mad, but I believe it was Sheamus and Jericho that was that were the last two in the Rumble, mm-hmm. and I really wanted Jericho to win. Uh, and then Sheamus went on to face Daniel Bryan in 24-second match, which was very disappointing, but that's beyond the point. And then in the 40-man Rumble match, it was basically Nexus against Core, uh, and then you had Great Khali come out and kind of dominate <laughs> for a bit, and then, you know, just just that kind of stuff. And then you had Del Rio, Del Rio win, who... Del Rio is a good worker, but I I never liked Del Rio. Like, and not that he was a good heel. He was a good heel. I just, I don't know, just he, never liked him. He's a better babyface. Yeah, he, he was good as a babyface. Uh, he did moonsaults off the second row, well, did all this crazy stuff. He, and then, as a heel, obviously, like, to, to not get cheered, he didn't do those moves. But as a person, I just don't like him. Well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he comes across as pretty much a jerk in real yeah. life. But if you watch just his... like his dad... Just if you watch his uh, stuff from Lucha Underground when he was working as a babyface, he was awesome as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Like he he had so much babyface fire. Like he he was came across as so likable on screen. So even if he even if he's unlikable backstage, he came across as so so likable on screen that I yeah. would want to cheer him regardless of his backstage stuff. Yeah, um, and they criminally misused him when they brought him back. But yeah, that's another story. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you, Jesse. I think I'm really excited for this Rumble. There is a whole bunch of possibilities. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to give our predictions for every match yet. No. We're just going to talk about in general what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, and uh, Stefan, what do you think? I think this is probably like I was saying earlier. This is the least predictable Royal Rumble we've had in a very long time. We haven't had a Rumble like the last like five or six Rumbles. I'd say it was pretty clear cut who the winner was going to be. It was usually one of two guys. Yeah, even I would say since two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight sounds about right. Two thousand eight, two thousand. Who won two thousand eight again? Was Cena. It? Cena. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cena returning, and then two thousand nine yes. it was Randy Orton. I and at that point I I was one of those people who hated Cena back then, and I don't now. I actually really like John Cena. Mm. Um, he's he's really really uh, earned how how should I put it earned uh, earned my, his spot er, yeah yeah oh yeah he's well he's he's great I mean compared to almost everyone else on the roster he has a real superstar standing oh yeah um, for sure um, like him and Styles right now that's the best thing on SmackDown it is supposed to be because it is like the main event but it it's just amazing the promos that they're saying and it's all real stuff. They're not lying. They're not making anything up. They're just speaking from their heart, or at least that's what it feels like. And, and that's why it's so good. That's what you. That's why. That's why Goldberg worked when he came yeah. back. It felt so real. So it, fresh. It, it, it felt like he was really speaking from the heart. And whether or not that's actually what he was feeling is irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, he, it means he cut a good promo that was believable. And uh, I mean, actually, when we talk about the baby faces, the best baby face they have right now is Goldberg. Yeah, I, I think because uh, he's the he's the guy fighting for his family again, mm-hmm. like we talked about there uh, with mm-hmm. Rusev. Actually, yeah. him, him and Rusev are very similar at this point, character wise. Yeah. 
uh, Goldberg's fighting for his son, and he, you know he wants that one last run to show his son uh, just what he can do. Mm-hmm. And how can you not love that? Yeah. How can you hate that? Like, who's like, oh man, I want him to fail. I want his son to cry. And and, like, the, <laughs> and this is not talking about his in ring work at all. Yeah. It's just talking about character. Uh, and and you know Goldberg has never been the greatest worker in the ring. No. Uh, but no. he does have a presence that no one else has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I think that that's actually part of why this Rumble is so appealing, uh, because we have a real superstar presence. And there's they on Raw that I watched most recently when Brock and Goldberg and Taker were out there at the end. It is so so clear mm-hmm. that those guys are on just another level yeah. compared to everyone else in terms of how over they are. Uh, when Goldberg comes out, the crowd has that buzz. When Lesnar comes out, people go insane because Lesnar's awesome. <laughs> it's, he just—he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I don't care if you think all he does is suplexes and you know. It's all he needs to do. It's all he needs. To, <laughs> that's exactly the point. Yeah, his he gimmick does, is he's a suplex machine. He's what Kurt uh, Angle was it, basically. And if you're if you're a work rate person, and I, I love work rate. Don't get me wrong. I love watching a, a, a great work rate match like Kenny Omega versus uh, Okada from yeah. Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. That is truly the best match I've ever seen. Uh, um, unbelievable work rate. Lesnar doesn't work like that, but I, he, when he comes out, I enjoy his matches just as much because he throws people around and kills them. <laughs> yeah, he's got that superstar feel to him, like like exactly. kind of what John Cena has, exactly. And what Goldberg and, and has, he, what Taker has, and even more than Cena. Yeah, oh yeah, more which than which, Cena. which is saying something. And uh, Taker has this, that same thing. My gosh, like no one gets pops like these guys. No, and the reason for that is because they have been so protected, and they don't protect anyone else. Everyone is 50-50 booking. And I was looking into this the other day. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho on TV have been in the main event against each other or teaming or in some regard. Every main event of Raw since October. Yeah. It's been the same main event. Yeah, for the United States Championship, for the or, Universal or, Championship, or they th- or they threw Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns into a team or something like that yeah. for, for a second. You know, that happened once, and or the, then you had the Survivor Series match, but they were on the same team. Yeah, and it was like, it just why are you constantly going back and forth with these guys? If if you're gonna push a guy, he should never lose, not for a while. I mean, yeah. look at NXT. Asuka and Shinsuke have barely lost. I think Shinsuke lost Oscar's one match. Oscar's never lost. Oscar's never lost, and Shinsuke lost once to Samoa Joe. Yeah, and then he went back like the next next title week or whatever. Match, yeah. yeah, but uh, that should show you why it works. Yeah, that's how you create stars. Your champions don't lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, especially when you have two champions fighting each other, it makes the other like it makes the smaller belt look worse. Like obviously Roman, like Kevin Owens, isn't like I'm going to go for the United States Championship. My belts mean nothing. It's it's basically been Roman Reigns saying I'm, I want your Universal Championship. Oh right, I have a belt, and that's what it feels like. And he never defended it. No, not, not very no, often. He pulled anyways. the Dean Ambrose with that one. Yeah, it, it, like it just it's really frustrating to see what Cena was doing with that title compared to what they've done with it since. Yeah, mm. I mean Jericho holding it's a really really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, uh, it's because Jericho's not going for the Universal Championship right now. So, but yeah, as far as it goes with this Rumble, there's so many different possibilities. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, Lesnar and Goldberg are going to be closing WrestleMania, so you can have Goldberg win and then Lesnar win the belt at Fastlane or other way around. 
because uh, I, I know Goldberg's going to wrestle at Fastlane. That's I think that's yeah, pretty I think much that's pretty much sure. confirmed. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure if it's one on one match. It'd be awesome if it was against Roman Reigns. Yeah, uh, I think that would actually be a really good match. Yeah, uh, whatever people say about Roman, he's a great worker. He's far I better. Like than, Roman. He's far better than Cena was at this point in his career. Uh, he's actually he's improving very very quickly he's learning to carry guys oh, he's been wrestling for what like three three four years uh, now probably four or five four yeah. or five yeah like but, still that's new yeah yeah uh, and he's do, he's doing very well especially new for guys who weren't wrestling 300 days a year like, yeah like in the old territory days mm-hmm. uh you know he wrestles maybe maybe 150 matches a year or something like that yeah not and not a uh not 300 in Actually, sometimes more than that. He might say 500 matches in 300 yeah. days. Yeah. Because Ric Flair would do a one-hour match in one town, drive to the next, do a one-hour match, then drive to the next and do a one-hour match. It's yeah. just what Flair did. <laughs> and no wonder he was great, you know? Uh, he had all that experience. Right, and he gained that much experience, you know, like that. Sorry, yeah. I failed to snap in my fingers the first time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Snap. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but anyways, uh, all... There's so many different possibilities. If you want to do uh, Taker, Roman Reigns, Taker can win the Rumble, Roman can win the title. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do, um, uh, well, basically anyone can win it. If you want to do yeah. Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Orton can win, or Wyatt can win. Cena uh, Orton. Uh, if you want to do Cena Orton, yeah. I, I mean, they've never had a single match, a singles match at WrestleMania, and I think they missed the boat on that eight years ago. Yeah. I oh think, yeah, for sure. I, I think they absolutely should have had those two because those two were the for lack of a better term, Austin and Rock of that era. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, like, in two, th- I think it was in 2006, and correct me if I'm wrong, when Orton basically punt kicked Cena's dad. Yeah. That should have led to a Mania match. Uh, 2006 or 2007, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that should have paid off at WrestleMania. Because they basically did the same thing with Orton and Triple H leading up to WrestleMania 25. Because uh, he, he punted... Uh, he punted Vince, he and, RKO'd Stephanie, you know, basically killed Shane, I guess. But. Yeah, I think he punted Shane, too, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Oh yeah, that was that a, was so great. That was an underrated match because it followed Taker and Shawn Michaels at twenty five, which is yeah, my favorite which, match of which all time. Which no no one could follow. No. Uh, I don't I don't think that match itself. The match, if it came beforehand, would have been a good match. Uh, or it, it was a good match, uh, yeah. but but if it came before Taker and Shawn, it might have been considered a great match. Yeah. Uh, because nothing could follow Taker Shawn. No. God uh, no. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited for the Rumble. I think it's going to be really too. good. Tomorrow, tonight, it's going to be awesome. Tomorrow is going to be awesome. Uh, we're pretty much wrapping up here. We got NXT TakeOver starting in a few minutes. Um, so, do you got anything else we want to talk about, guys? Uh, oh, I think, I think that's good. I think that about covers it. Yeah. So, uh, for the next episode, for the Royal Rumble, uh, just letting you guys know, we will be bringing uh, Alyssa onto the, onto the podcast. Uh, we're going to be letting her know uh, about some wrestling moves, and we're going to see if she knows if they are real or fake. And uh, in case you didn't know, Alyssa is Jesse's fiance. Yeah. So. She's some stranger we found on the street, That's... and we paid her to be on the show. What... Right? Is that the is that what we're doing? No. no? Okay. <laughs> did, you, did you just call your fiance? Uh, never mind. Let's not go with that. <laughs> All right, folks. So we're going to wrap it up here. And uh, we're going to be watching NXT, and tomorrow night we'll return with a Royal Rumble uh, prediction show. Uh, We'll be listing off moves for Alyssa to guess whether or not they're real or fake. And uh, we'll also be uh, 
recapping uh, our NXT predictions here and yeah. see who uh, won the prediction game this time around. So, uh, hope you listen and enjoy. And if you like it, please share. You can follow me on Twitter at WR underscore Central. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Jesse Gotro and subscribe to me on YouTube if you're not on my YouTube channel uh, watching this at Jesse Gotro. Shameless plug. <laughs> That's right. You can follow me on Twitter at BCW Jim Kales. All right, so Stefan is at BCW Jim Kales. Me, Josiah, is at uh, WR underscore Central. And Jesse Gotro is at Jesse Gotro. His is probably the simplest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you want to follow us, go ahead and do that. And we'll talk to you again after a while.